Hello, 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 and welcome to the F World of F1 Deep Dive podcast, analyzing the races, the news, and all the drama surrounding around the F1 circus. There's so much of it, I can't wait. You can hear us live at cfvl.ca and 101.7 FM, and we broadcast at the University of the Fraser Valley campus in Abbotsford, beautiful British Columbia, on the unceded and traditional territory of the Stalo First Nations. I'm your host, Taryn Midzane, the sports editor of the Cascade, the alternative press of the Fraser Valley. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the yin to my yang, the calming center and rational voice of this podcast, Marianne Routier. Hello, hello, oh, hello. Oh, it's good to be back. Even though we just finished up after qualifying, it's still just to have another good episode and to come in and this so much yeah it doesn't feel like it's been that long but yet so much has happened yeah it's like a whole different s- story to tell actually not really there's a lot of s- there's a, there's a, a through line similarities. there's a through line for this but i can't wait we introducing our guest today we always have one uh he is one of my he's one of my other top uh researchers and uh f1 mind someone who i can always come to with great insight great intellect and some of the stuff that i've used in my articles is actually thanks to this man this man and our guest today he is of course the my top source of f1 memes and and just general fun he is my brother literally my own brother reese midzangobin here to join us today on the f world welcome Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, uh, this is, a, you know, I've talked to you about the project a few times, and yeah. now you finally get to see it in fruition and Absolutely. have it go. Yeah, like, excited to be here. Yeah. So, okay. I don't, I don't even know where to start. There, there's so much to start <laughs> in this in Bahrain. This is post-race Bahrain. Uh, I think we just got to get uh, the elephant out of the room. Red Bull's just dominant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean well, it's yeah. it's it's less of an elephant and just you know the state of the room. Yeah. Um, this season yeah. will decide where everybody else lies. We already know that Red Bulls at the front here. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is like we're gonna be honest with. You. We're not yeah. gonna like yeah. I'm a Mercedes fan. I have hope. I I, I trust the upgrade package. I trust. You Total. have hope. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. Somebody has to. S- someone has to. I I you know you never know. Sly Total is a sly old wolf. Pun intended. <laughs> like you, you never know what, what he's going to pull out. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Mercedes fan, but I think just for the season, I might be wearing green. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think everyone's going to be wearing green. I think everyone, <laughs> even if you're not an, an Aston fan, is wearing green out of just respect. But no, Red Bull just on top of it. Like like by lap three, he was five seconds off from Leclerc, uh, Max Verstappen. Sorry. I uh, meant to say, like, just, just a line, the line of the paddock. I know Christian Horner, every single time he wins, always has to say, Max, you're such a lion. Good <laughs> for you. But it's, it's, it's it a real thing. It pains me to say it, but you've got to agree. Yeah. Max Verstappen's at the absolute top of his game. I don't see anybody coming close yeah. to him. Yeah. And, like, you and I, you and I have, like, fought over this <laughs> in the sense of, like, like I don't know. Nope. He's, no, he's gone, something's going to happen. And you're like, dude, he is literally the best. Like, he's on top of it. He's it's perfect. He's the alpha. Like, you have to, like, give respect to that. And, yeah. yeah. I did a lot of reading and change-ups because of, like, learning to give respect to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I still just love competition so much. Yeah. That you know I what I know. found surprising, though, um, with Verstappen last night was that his radio calls, right? Like, there's no showing of resting on his laurels. His radio mm-hmm. calls were constantly giving feedback to the team about how he felt with the car and the team going, like, okay, noted. We're going we're gonna to tweak this out. We're going to work on these things mm-hmm. with such an advance. Yeah, you love yeah. to see it. Similar kind of thing to what, uh, before, w- w- without getting too far ahead of myself here, Carlos Sainz does, you can see, with the Ferrari pit team. Um, he's often giving feedback and even even arguing with them on strategy calls, right? Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. It's, it's, cr- it's crazy yeah. to see it. You can really see that they're more than just the driver of the vehicle, you know? Yeah, they really are, like, part of that team. It's, it's like, I remember um, 
back when uh, well, I think it was one of the U.S. races last year. Uh, Sir Lewis was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, he was and Jimmy was saying, "Well, oh, you know, Sir Lewis Hamilton. I know you can Jimmy Marianne. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Did you just it. serve him? Well, he's knighted, so <laughs> he worked like, hard for that title. Is he Marianne. really? Yeah, he is knighted. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Okay, I was not aware of this. SPD. I thought this was just you. Just me? Oh no, <laughs> just you gushing. <laughs> no. No, but like Lewis is on. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Lewis was Lewis was on, and um, he uh, was telling Jim, like Jimmy's like, "Oh, you're the driver. You're the, you're the team." And he's like, "Well, like you're really downplaying downplaying everyone else. I'm one of fifteen hundred employees at Mercedes. Mm. Yeah, I am not the team, mm. and uh, you're downgrading their work." And I was like, "Damn, Lewis! Like, you really <laughs> respect your team, homie." And you tell him. You tell him, yeah. Lewis. You tell that show presenter. Yeah. what they're what it's really <laughs> like <laughs> and as uh now kind of a show presenter myself i respect that more of the guy you know yeah. I, I like that yeah. i like that on a guest so well it's a good answer too you know it's it's easy to take the credit for everything great and then blame the team for everything bad but the fact that even during his successes he's consistently and i mean this isn't just true of him but drivers that consistently give props to the the men behind the men and women sorry behind the curtain um you love to see it yeah yeah Absolutely, but yeah, there that just that that car just looks so dominant. Mm. It was almost upsetting mm. to see, but there was also like it, on, as an engineering feat, it's really cool to see it too, mm-hmm. like how good it is. Mm. I'm sorry, are we still talking about the W14? <laughs> no, we're talking about the RB19. I mean, oh, okay. or, or is it the 18? <laughs> 18? Or I was like, like let's, let's yeah, because yeah. we were just on Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes <laughs> yeah. here, so I just wanted to make sure we were. Oh, damn, we were. Sorry, on the same Red Bull looks so dominant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes does not look dominant. <laughs> they look the opposite of it. They look about like where they are, where they were last season. Like so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, is that is that disappointing because we're so used to Mercedes dominance, or is it disappointing just because it it sucks? I think it's disappointing because they're further behind than they were last year. You know, um, the vehicle, the car itself. There have been developments, of course, but along with that, the other teams have, have come out with, uh, you know, new packages, developments themselves. I mean, notably, we joked about it earlier, but Aston Martin is ahead of them by oh. a fair margin at this point. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, so to see them come out and all of the chatter was that it would be a, a competitive year for Mercedes again, you know, back to where they should be. Um, here they are. And now instead of fighting for four and five, they're fighting for, you know, sixth, seventh place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing. It's also disappointing, I think, because of Mercedes, like what's their history been, at least in their recent history, as being the top dog, the the reliable top car, mm. and now just being mid. <laughs> in every sense of the word. In every sense of the <laughs> word. Yeah. Part, part of me hates it, but, you know, I, I have to be honest, part of me loves it, you know? Um, I, oh? I, seriously, I mean, I love Mercedes. You know, Lewis Hamilton is an icon in and out of the sport, but uh, mm. to see some other drivers uh, and teams get the credit that they obviously deserve, you know, all of these teams from the, you know, P1 to, to P20, they're, they're putting their best in and, and doing everything they can to fight for podiums, for wins, for, for more money in the, you know, World Constructors Championship. Um, it's just, it's it's got to feel good to see the fruits of your labor kind of finally pay off, right? Yeah, yeah, or just to be in a car that, that one feels like they deserve finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that was the <laughs> the heartwarming flip to this coin. Yeah. 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 Well, and like going down that, that trend, I think this is a good time to, to just 
open open the barrel. Um, as just like Aston Martin, just how beautiful like that car was so good. Oh, and like like Darth like Fernando, fully a Sith Lord. Darth Fernando, here we come. Darth Alonso, here we go. Like just just was in such racing shape, and and I feel like racing shape that he's always been in, but like you said, never had a ha- has had a car to mm. be in shape in. Mm. Yeah, for for a very long time, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It must feel vindicating for him, mm-hmm. you know. Like when you look at like when we were watching it on uh, F1 TV mm. broadcast, the Sky Sports people were just saying he's treating that like it's a first race race win. He's Absolutely. been wanting that podium for so long. Absolutely. So yeah, and he's fought hard for it. You know, through a variety of, I mean, people could say it's poor career decisions, but you know, you do what you have to to stay in the sport, and finally to to be somewhere that is worthy of his talent must must be. Mm-hmm. And put really nice. And putting the team together first. To, so, like, for those who don't know, ov- uh, obviously, like, you know, race was yesterday. Uh, first place was Max Verstappen with Red Bull. Second place, Sergio Perez. We'll talk more about him later. Third place, Fernando Alonso, which is what which is the main story and what we're going to be talking about. And then uh, Carlos Sainz with Ferrari. Fourth, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. And Lance Stroll. Uh, Lewis, Ham- sorry, Lance, uh, Lewis Hamilton was fifth in Mercedes. And uh, Lance Stroll in sixth with Aston Martin as well. So, double top ten finishes for... Aston Martin and good mm. points, a, a good point spread. Like, like last roll cleaning up with a little bit of eight. Like, I feel like sixth mm. place is the last like healthy amount of points you get in in, in F one. Mm. And, and considering his injuries, well, too. Exactly. A yeah. custom made. I didn't know he had a custom made cast so that he could yeah. for his right hand. Yeah. And you can see when you go on board, he he's not moving that right hand no. very no. minimally, and he's he can't twist it and hold onto the wheel properly. And he's mm. and he saw him twisting his left hand to be able to grip it when he takes uh, right mm. right corners. To be fair, his dad did build a custom made Formula One facility, so a custom made <laughs> cast is the least he could have done for, right. for the opening yeah. race. But I but it is it is I mean just another example of of even people that are fighting for the bottom you know in previous years um they really do have the talent it's it's just a matter of the the full team being yeah. at that level right? and even and even just adding in that like you know lawrence and aston martin are building a 200 plus million pound facility mm. while this is all going on so to be able to have a, a racing car that is racing competitive mm. while you're building them while your resources are back at home with this facility mm. uh just speaks more to it you know they they're really coming together and and push and and pushing things out forward and it's it's a it's a it's a fun thing like I don't I don't care how many wins or podiums they do or don't get Aston Martin's it's just gonna be a fun team to watch mm. this season mm. yeah. yeah yeah and it's 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 for me it's a lot of the wondering of is this gonna carry mm. right is yeah. this just a one season trick is it just a five race trick or mm. is this like where the game starts to change. Mm. Are we watching a pinnacle point right now in Formula One where Austin Morn moves away from the mid and goes into the top tiers? Mm. Or yeah. is it a Ferrari last year where all the hype in the first few races and you just have to watch them fall off the deep end? Right. Yeah. At least they, they, they jumped the gun on that one this year. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, we're kind of jumping the gun, but I guess maybe a question to bring up later on. Is this a failure in Ferrari or... Is it a big brain move? Is this a no. avoid avoid the bo- avoid the premier curse? Ride out, ride out a couple. Follow what Red Bull did. DNF for a couple of races. Get the and then and then figure out whatever. Then figure it out and then just come back. Maybe, but then how do you explain Q one? 
exactly. You know, I, I, it's actually an interesting comparison because at the beginning of last year when Red Bull had their double DNF, um, you know, there was a lot of hype around Ferrari. It was an incredible moment for the team, but I think that everybody watching the sport or that knows even cursory information on the sport was willing to give Red Bull the benefit of the doubt, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the team itself is such a well-oiled machine. We know that they're going to come back and they're going to be, you know, stronger than even last year. Um, this year, it, it feels the opposite with Ferrari. You know, this is just kind of a herald of what else is to come. They, they, it, it, we can't give them the benefit of the doubt because every time that we have, at least in recent years, um, they've fumbled the bag, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, no hope for Fred. You don't, you don't, not for Fred. For Fred? I, I can't. I, <laughs> I, I'm sure Fred Visser is very talented. Again, everybody in the sport is um, at the highest level of their career and of, of their um, field. But I think that the problem with the Ferrari F1 team goes beyond team principle. I think it's it's there's there's inherently in its core. Mm, yeah, like it is, and it is because like the Ferrari core is. Such a pinnacle of racing and such a historic has, has so much history in racing. Like mm. one of the first three teams in F one um, since like the f since F one became a, a league in the fifties. But even before that, one of the first developers of formula engines to to allow it. So, um, <laughs> so it, it, it's always going to be like tough to to like bring them in and not keep that context in. Mm. And there is a, they have such a. Um, you know there, there are videos all over it, uh, the web, but you could see the the structure of how their CEO and the people who are not part of Scuderia Ferrari, like just f the Ferrari company, are trying to control their Formula One team, mm. and almost not letting it be a Formula One team that figures itself out and then go. They have such a pressure to be champions. You are Ferrari. You are champions. Exactly. Be champions. No other ex exceptions. I mm -hmm. mean. Mm -hmm. That's kind of normal, though. It's in the name. I don't. I don't think any Ferrari team could have any other amount of pressure. Well, I think that it's it's interesting to contrast that with um, Alpine. You know, they're another team that. I mean, they were Renault uh, just a few years ago. Renault is absolutely has been in the sport for for one decades and decades. One of the first teams. The um, them Renault, Mercedes, and and uh, Ferrari for the first like I think one of the first three original. Team full teams. I would need to double check Mercedes. I I, I can't. I don't well, remember but them. But they, they were a manufacturer, I believe. Um, yeah. But I would just need to, to double check that before. But we. but to do that though, they were a team in there, and then they weren't a team, and then they were a team again. Mm. Like they mm. they they, they fell point. out itself, and they had sim similar pressures with the old company. We're looking at um, we're looking at it like you'll do this, and it took it took Total coming in as a entrepreneur and just saying mm. let us just be a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but um, um, to your point, um, you know, Alpine isn't fighting for wins. They're they're not They're They're content improving their standing. I don't know if content is the right word. I, I was going to say, like, let's talk about Alpine <laughs> for a sec. Yeah. And can we all just admit how amazing it was of Gasly to start last? Yes. And climb up 11 spots. Yes. Because, yeah, he incredible. He finished ninth. Yeah. yeah, he finished yeah. right behind Botas, mm -hmm. yeah. who's mm -hmm. just having a blast, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Just I to uh, just to go back to the Mercedes and uh, fact check just real quick. So Mercedes was in in the fifties. Uh, they were. They were from fifty four to fifty five, and then they got out, and then they came back. Wow. 
Okay. As a as a manufacturer. Absolutely. I finally win one of Uri's. <laughs> After 20, 27 years of my life, I finally <laughs> I have him. I have you on record saying you admit to this, too. So I'm hey, so excited for this. I can never this backtrack. This you is instantly my favorite favorite episode of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, <laughs> Gasly, though, I remember like going in our qualifying episode, we were you, uh, Marianne, you, Walter, and I were our guest, our previous guest, Walter Foreman, and I were kind of saying, like, we, oh, man, we wish that. He was higher up. We were expecting him to be higher up and hoping for it with with him and Alpine. And then, yeah, like you're saying. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I was too distracted by the Pepto-Bismol color. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sweet. like I, I wasn't even trying to think about where he was going to be. But both him and Stroll really impressed me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Look, I'm happy to see Gasly in, in the points no matter what. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Stroll was pretty... Just fix your facial hair, man. Come on. <laughs> just grow the mustache. <laughs> you can't grow the mustache out to match. Just Gasly. commit. To, just commit to the look. Yeah. And like it was weird because he had it in like, I think twenty one, he had it again in twenty one or twenty two, and he would. Those were like twenty one was one of his stronger seasons, <laughs> and it's like clearly it's what's going for you. Like, yeah. Exactly. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, uh, just good. But um, like going so going back to Aston Martin, uh, Reese, you actually pre-show uh mentioned it and and um and i thought like it would it'd be a good and you, know, you, see, you see all the stories around but i thought it'd be a good conversation just to have the fact that aston martin is a mercedes engines like com- customer that mm. they're, they're they're not they're not supplying their own engine uh aston martin is hoping they're trying to bid to get into 26 as a as an engine supplier for their own team but they are like a, they're an, a mercedes company and but they're adapted both not but they're not adapted to the mercedes aerodynamics so mm. What does that say to you? Like, what does that speak to both of you about the fact that they're using the Aston Martin's adopting a Ferrari and Red Bull esque like mixed bag of what of their aerodynamics packages, but they're using Mer- a Mercedes engine and power unit supply. Mm. So you know, Mercedes always has the conversations of race pace, race pace, race pace. But you're seeing that their race pace with their engine actually is uh, tuned up a slightly different and 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 restructured engine and, t- and tuned engine with Aston Martin, but still the Mercedes parts, still the Mercedes all the main components of Mercedes, mm. it is race paced. It's in preseason testing and in qualifying, it was like 0.02 off of Red Bull's times, like, and in practices. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, it's it's easy to go, oh, it's, it's Mercedes parts and whatnot. And so logically thinking, you'd think that they would perform similarly, especially with uh, the fact that they don't have a body shape like Red Bull. And it's it's closer to a mix of, of Mercedes and Ferrari. But what happens is, and this is where where the genius of engineering comes in, is that it's not the parts that you get, it's what you do with them. It's how you tune them, how you tweak them, how you drive them, and, and in what body you put them. And I think that right now, Austin Martin has a recipe that works for them. I think that Mercedes is blocked into something that doesn't work for them either because of the power unit freeze or either because of just the aerodynamics of the car but it's it's not working for them also you can have the same engine manufactured by the same manufacturer but the power unit isn't just the engine right last year ferrari had a huge amount of issues with their water pump Mm -hmm. that's why they had to tune back Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Supposedly. 
Um, <laughs> I'd argue there's a lot more there. But, we all remember uh, Carlos Sainz getting out of his car on right? fire on the side oh. of the road. Talk about, <laughs> talking about iconic moments of 2022. <laughs> right. So it's, it's not just a, oh, well, they have the same engine. It's what is that engine working with? Think about mm-hmm. it as two human beings, right, who might start off with the same diet, the same body type. But you put one on a specialized regime, they're going to fight differently in the run later on. Mm. And I don't want to skate over the fact that last year, Aston Martin, um, they they hired the previous aero chief of uh, aer- aerodynamics, um, chief for Red Bull. So yeah. just another yeah, example D- of Dan uh, Fallows. Dan Fallows, Fallows. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like a guy who worked under Adrian Newey for a number of years. Mm, absolutely. That. Yeah. And, mm, absolutely. So if we're looking at the difference specifically between Aston Martin and Mercedes, uh, I mean, if the aerodynamics is it, it's just uh, Red Bull's influence extending further into the sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, speaks loudly as to their <laughs> car for this year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and also just speaks loudly to the fact that um, they're not uh, en- a manuf- an engine manufacturer. They haven't been for a long time until they're mm-hmm. kind of forced into it and then happily proved that they could do it last season with the Red Bull powertrains. But I remember like in the earlier seasons of Netflix, uh, Drive to Survive, Christian Horner would say, you know, we're not an engine supplier, we're an energy drink manufacturer and uh, and all this stuff. And you're looking at like the FAI's push to for more manufacturers to come in. Red Bull performing really well, Red Bull making a lot of good choices with manufacturers to go with. The Honda engine has proven yet again that that the Honda knows how to make a good F1 engine. Mm. And then the, then Ford come in. That's going to be an interesting uh, time. But it just kind of shows that you don't necessarily need to be a manufacturer, uh, um, a car manufacturer, to make a good F1 team. You mm. just need to have a good F1 team with the good F1 with minds on how to make the team well. Mm. Yeah, and and communication, right? And like mm-hmm. proper communication. Like you can hear it over the team radios last night which teams were in sync with each other's and which teams were just not working. Exactly. And when you have that that synergy, for lack of a better word, between driver and engineering team, you have an extra sensor in the car for feedback, mm-hmm. right? Because the drivers are a sensor. They can sense when something is lagging a little bit, when something is pushing a little too hard, when something is struggling with their their control. And when they communicate that and the engineering team listens to it, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, like, listen to Verstappen's radio mm-hmm. again, right? He, he's, he's 30 seconds ahead of, of, uh, of Leclerc. And he's going, oh, yeah, this is lagging a little bit to the left. And the communication he gets back is, yeah, we, we can note that. Okay, we'll work on that. Move to Strat 8. Right. Strat 12. Strat 12. Strat 12. 12. Exactly. My, yeah. my favorite one was when they're like, yeah, okay, we'll look on it. And it's like, oh, give me a time. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, the nature of the sport is that so much is demanded of the driver. It's it's amazing to see the driver demand that same uh, level from from the rest of his team, you know, and on top of that, the team able to provide it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's the key part. Right. I forget who it was. I just remember it bugged me. And uh, and hopefully you fact check this before uh, before we went on live but (laughs) i as i was telling taryn like there's one of the teams last night where the driver gave feedback Mm. and was like hey this is happening and they went 
yeah, we know. Just focus on driving. Yeah, it was it was it was Ferrari. It was <laughs> Ferrari. It was Ferrari, it, was, it was science. Yeah, yeah. and and, and it wasn't and it wasn't so much yeah. that they because uh, it kind of sounds like they, they disregarded. It wasn't so much they disregarded him. It was more. I think the actual quote was like, "Okay, we are aware. Keep driving. Updating. We'll update you." And mm. then they just never. From what I saw, they never really updated them. No, mm. I had the 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 closed caption. It was. Focus on driving. Yeah. Focus on driving. Yeah. Okay. Focus on driving. Yeah. And and just to prove even more now that I, I realize that it is Sands, right? Near the end, they're like, Okay, make sure you defend your position. And even he's going, I can't. Yeah. If yeah. I try defending my position, I'm losing the race. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like, you know, and there's that that struggle for communication where they're just not on the same page. Mm. Which I think leads us into a question that I wanted to ask both of you. Um, if you're Ferrari right now, do you throw your weight behind Carlos or do you throw your weight behind Charles? Charles is an incredible driver. I would argue that he is uh, more naturally gifted than Carlos. Um, Carlos but, but grinds. Well, Car not only does he grind, but he, he has the capacity to, to talk back to the engineer a little bit, you know, guide them on strategy mid-race, whereas Charles, uh, may maybe I'm discrediting him or not giving him enough, um, but it seems like he's very much, tell me what to do, I'll do it, and... You know, if the strategy is off, then his race is off. That's that's where it gets tricky, right? Because I don't know enough of the internals mm. of those relationships. Mm. And just going off last night, it does seem like they were both told to push it. Mm. Charles pushed it and yeah. went, you know, wasn't able to finish. Yeah. Whereas Carlos was like, no, I'm not pushing it past this because I won't be able to finish. Mm -hmm. So there's... I, I don't I don't know on the outside it looks like Carlos might have a better feel on mm. the inside it could be completely different also the car could just like be worse yeah <laughs> could be uh, it's a few asterisks beside that right could. It, yeah. it, it it totally could be that like Leclerc was going with his feels and everything and mm. then the car just yeah yeah um I think another to to before I can even answer it, I think another another like add to that is how much Charles and Car Charles Claire and Carlos Sainz communicate and work with each other. Mm. I think that was one of the things That's that, that that kept Ferrari to be to stay uh, in the champ sorry uh, to stay in the championship last season was how much those two put it on their shoulders to say we, as if we're on the same page together we will do it. There are times where you can see that they were fighting, and you see, and you can see that Carlos let Science go, gave him a toe to get him to slingshot out for a better. Carlos let Leclerc yeah. go. The, 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 yeah, that's what I mean. Carlos let Leclerc go, so that way they could. Um, so they, they work together very, really well there. And the fact that like they are having, the, you would think that uh, you would have this animosity between them two. These two have let's let's like I'm better, no, I'm better, no, I'm better. But they're not really. It doesn't come across that they have that between the, themselves compared mm -hmm. to say our favorite like compared to say Red Bull likes to often pit their drivers together against each other and constantly tells them this person's better than you you do need to be more like that and they have that kind of like animostic relationship um, but that could also just be the fact that going being a teammate with Max Verstappen is so tough exactly yeah that's what I was gonna say I, 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 I don't know if it's so much of an issue within Red Bull as much as they understand rightfully so that Max Verstappen is the future I mean, he is, he, he's the one with all of their eggs in his basket. And yeah. it's up to his teammate to either, you know, match him or be there to support him. And, uh, I mean, as much as you want to see and as much as I argue, especially with Ferrari, for, you know, more of a fair treatment, uh, it's, it's hard to deny that Max Verstappen deserves that. 
you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that could be the take for any defending world champion. Mm. Right? Like mm. look back at the years where Lewis was on top and the kind of dichotomy we saw with his partners. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2016, though, him and, and Nico Rosberg, they were, I mean, Nik- Nico won, you know, yeah. it, it, it it was a little bit different in the sense that uh, Mercedes, at least from my understanding, kind of said to the two of them until it became a, uh, an well, issue with the Constructors Championship, it was fight for your win, yeah, you know? Yeah. Let them race, and they let them race until they got to the point where they weren't finishing races, and Toto had to come in and kind of say, I mm-hmm. don't care how good you are, I'll fire mm-hmm. you if you don't let yeah. you destroy my team. Exactly. Um, to to kind of answer your, your question, though, Reese, I, I think it's really tough. I think that, like, and, and kind of the point that I brought up with how much they communicate and uh, ties into what you said, Marianne, Charles did it first, didn't work out, Carlos clearly saw that it's not going to work out if he he does he's probably not trusting whether or not his power unit will hold up. So that gives him this chance to say, "I'm not going to push." Charles had a DNF because of, because of pushing, so I'm not going to do that. So I think they very stop much stop inventing. Yeah, stop inventing. <laughs> I think they very <laughs> <laughs> they 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 um they worked very well together. Um, I've always liked science. I've always felt that he's he's been a, he's an underappreciated uh, worker. And and grinder and someone who like if you if he has a a goal in mind to do this he's going to push to do it and mm. you know you saw that whole thing in the newest season of Drivers Survive his mind of I want to win I don't like I know it's for the points but that was a chance for me to win it my first Formula One race I'm going to go for it of course and so I think that Charles ha- uh, sorry Carlos Science has that I mean I say st- I still say it's so early because Leclerc is so good but. Carlos Sainz is great, and if he's performing, if he's consistent, you 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 put you put if if Ferrari's question is reliability, put your resources in your driver who's reliable, mm-hmm. and that's right now Carlos Sainz. Yeah, fair, fair point. You know, I I'd have to say I agree. Mm-hmm. As much as uh, you know, it's a, a big joke. You know that Carlos has the worst luck of any Formula One driver uh, <laughs> on the grid right now, at least. Uh, I mean, he's he's Mr. Consistency when it comes well, as long as his vehicle is, you mm-hmm. know? and it'd be so good for him too. Like mm. you think of when he was at McLaren, then Carlos was at McLaren. Um, so when Carlos was at Renault for at first, he was he was behind Nico Hulkenberg, who was not performing as good as 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 Carlos, and also mm. Fernando. Like Fernando was there for a little bit before he left, but then when he went to McLaren, Lando Norris was Zach Brown's homie boy, so he was never number one in, in McLaren's eyes. And then when he goes to Ferrari, the Charles Charles Leclerc was there, and like Ferrari was getting the two like arguably the two best drivers, and I think Carlos was brought in because he was such a good support teammate mm. to like to both those mentalities. Like he supported Nico when Nico was crashing out. He supported Norris when Norris was figuring his the mentality out, and he was supporting. And he was there to support Charles, but he was also had the experience to say, "I need to win races. I want to win. I'm go- I'm hungry for wins mm. and pushing for those wins." So. I yeah. think giving giving science a uh, the 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 first the first top or first driver's seat in a team, mm. I think he's really earned it, and I think he will he'd he'd relish that opportunity, and mm. I think he'd probably DNF a bit more, but I think he would heavily push and do smarter pushes mm. to do it. I wonder if it would almost be a detriment to him though. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. You know, he comes in and his teammate is the 
whether golden child, more naturally gifted, whatever you want to call the it. The chosen one. L- literally, though, Lando Norris, Charlotte Claire, I mean, they have those titles for their respected teams. Yeah. Carlos Sainz comes in, but he's just got that dog in him, you know? He'll he'll fight as much as he has to. He'll he'll grind as hard as he has to um, to be mm-hmm. up at the top there. And, uh, I mean, so far, at least, it seems like it's, it's paying dividends for him. Yeah, almost every kind of rivalry he's had, Next, like in terms of team and, and, and drivers he has to compete against and teams, other than Checo, he's beaten. And I only mm. say other than Checo because mm. Checo has such a leg up with him on on car. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. really like, like – and like I'm not s- discouraging Checo. He has so much in the rear end. Uh, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. He has so much skill and he has so mu- – he's got such a good – he is like – Checo is a great driver. But I think that if you were to take them one on one, and if they ha- if in the same type of car, whatever ca- whatever car it is going to be, I think science is going to come out on top with the more talent, with the m- with the, with the more daring actions, with that different with a different type of challenge and, and talent behind his drives. Mm. I disagree. Oh, you disagree. I disagree. You, you know, with the comment you of whatever car it would be because obviously if it's ferrari it's just whichever one breaks down first <laughs> <laughs> touche it's tough to argue with that it's tough to argue oh that's yeah. so good yeah in yeah. a sim race you know yeah. a simulator yeah. let's see no uh, see like i think i think like you know marriage you brought it up like with, with stroll the other day Simulators don't have the same feel that you're going to have of a real car. Well, they don't have the G-force. No, yeah, exactly. Right? So there's but everything is equal. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's easy. It's as simple as clicking a button to make everything the exact same. Yeah, and, and it's it's still really challenging. Like I've been mm. in one of those simulators, and um, I thought I was good at like video game VR racing, and uh, no, no. I haven't uh, done a serious race since Gran Turismo 2 on the PlayStation, so I can't exactly Forza. say. Forza a lot. Touche, touche. Don't get ahead of yourself there. Don't, don't sell yourself short there. Well, it's funny because there's a place in Burnaby that has them, and every single year, like, our friends, Reese and I have some friends that are like, let's go to this game, let's go to this gamer bar and this gamer lounge, and Reese and I are saying, yes, well, you can't just play the Formula One sim, and we would just reply, that's not part of the deal. Where is this written? Yeah, <laughs> and then miraculously, the venue has to change, and yeah. you don't get to go to that place anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but you, you know you're like an adult, and you can go anytime, right? Yeah, but like, <laughs> don't, don't put that pressure onto me. Don't, don't, put, don't, you <laughs> don't need anyone's permission. <laughs> I, I can just do it. That's like that, that TikTok that's like, I couldn't wait to be an adult, but no one prepared me for what it's like to have adult money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I could just buy a cake if I want a cake. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much it. Yeah. I can, just, I can get a F1 simulator if I want an F1 simulator. Mm. Really. Which, uh, speaking of, of spending more time in the simulator, actually, I don't know if that's fair to say, but like, like how do we feel about how many penalties Ocon has? You know, I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I wanted that is it. I mean, you look at it, it's a difference in his race. You know, we talk about Pierre Gasly. He's an incredible drive. He did incredibly well. Three stupid mistakes, 15 seconds. That's your race. You know, really only one. They only won, won, won by bias. him, but, but uh, I mean, the team, they, they started working, you know, at 4.6 seconds, I think, no. into his five-second penalty. 0.146. 
Yeah. Zero point one. And then I know it was zero. And then he got another five. And then he got a fifteen. And then he got a thirty. Yeah. Going going point one kilometers too fast in the in the um no pit lane. No, it was it was um we I was watching this because we actually we watched it with our uncle last yesterday. We watched recently. I watched it with our uncle Tom and our mother. Yeah. And there was a whole thing where um Martin Brundle and uh and and Crofty on Sky Sports were saying they had to calculate the exact amount of time it when they saw the the wrench move mm. to when he was standing still mm. is point 1 yeah that's how precise the sport is about mm-hmm. serving your penalties and everything you think just serving a penalty and then you add like the nuts and bolts of the cars and that but point 1 second like a tenth mm. a, yeah. a mm. tenth too fast yeah the but difference i think between a good watch yeah. and a bad one yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well well, that's what it is. Stop clock tells tells the day. Tells, tells <laughs> Who's the sponsoring them? Rolex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm never buying a Rolex. That that's the only reason why I'll never have a Rolex. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. in the that pit, they the just reason. have like one of those Walmart Time Master <laughs> stopwatches. Timex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I, I mean it. It goes to show you a few stupid mistakes can cost you the entire race. Now look back again to Max Verstappen. Not a, I mean, not a misstep on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, he's absolutely incredible at the absolute top of his game. The entire team is. Um, but it just goes to show, you know, it's not just his pure talent that can win the Grand Prix, that can win the, the championship. It's it's the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's definitely a thing is to look at, at everything, the drivers, the team, the car, mm. the engineering, mm. you know, the penalties, yeah. the watch. <laughs> boils down to a watch sometimes hey you know <laughs> i found out even outside of formula one yeah remember your, your meme marianne that you sent me the other day of the the simpsons but Crofty's oh yeah like this morning yeah yeah like stop it he's already dead <laughs> the <laughs> fia just keeps <laughs> going on him beating on Ocon as oh god Ocon. the amount of memes that came out like an hour after the race what's well, so big you know, mm. it was just impressive, especially with Stroll bumping Alonzo, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and Alonzo, like, still getting the podium. It was yeah. like back in the day when a new episode of Game of Thrones dropped, you know? Yeah. Instantly. Oh, yeah. 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 Instant. That was a good time. It was surprising. But yeah. The internet's yeah. on fire with this one. Yeah. Um, I did I did get, I, I, I do want to talk b- uh, for a bit here on another part of the race that, you know, not, uh, nor, at least North American uh, companies don't always talk about it. The tires. So we knew going mm. into this season that the tire compounds were changing. We're getting an uh, essentially kind of a rebranded um, soft tire. We got an ultra soft. That according to the rules, I can't seem to find whether or not that. Ca- from what I understand, ultra soft counts as soft a soft tire compound. Are you thinking of the C fives? Yes. Like that's yeah. dubbed the ultra soft. soft. I think for last night though they were only using C three, C two, C ones. Yeah, yeah. It varies by the uh, track and, and yeah. the race. Yeah. Like like street races use a different one than and like like even the hard the C one which is the hard. Like there's technically a, a C. There's other forms of the of the hard compound and sometimes mm. the medium the C three medium becomes the the C. The, the hard the hard tire yeah and, and so the different obviously the, the comp we could probably have a whole episode of tire compounds and breaking that down we should consider doing that marianne but be interesting definitely but mm. we know going into this season that you know they were they were redoing the wet tires well, kind of the the rumor rumblings is that there might even have two different types of wet tire compounds 
whether that's true or not, we will see what happens. That'll be really interesting. Um, they're redoing the intermediate intermediate tires, so for when the track is slightly damp but no rain, the C1 is being was redone. Uh, C3, the mediums redone. Like almost all the tire compounds were completely redone to this because Pirelli wants, and Pirelli and I personally, to me, want more two-stop races. And mm. the more strategies coming out with how cars run on the different on the different tires, the question, the mind games we can we can all like play and do. So having more stops, more pit stops. Do you two like this idea? Do you like this? And keep in mind, more two stop races, not six stop races for for Lando Norris. <laughs> but just it was six, <laughs> wasn't it? Was, it? it was like five or six. Let's 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 be fair. Of those six, I think only two had tires involved. <laughs> yeah, everything else was like refilling or. or I don't know what they were pressurizing. I keep trying to look it up because it's driving me <laughs> insane, and I, I can't think mechanically what it would be that mm. they were repressurizing. The ironic thing is, it was doing the opposite of driving Lando anywhere. Right? <laughs> like, let's no, but let's talk about that for a sec. Ocon, who had like seventy-five penalties at one point. <laughs> Was still ahead of Norris. Mm-hmm. How? The golden child of McLaren. Because right? he's the golden child of McLaren instead of Alpine. Um, it Mc- was... McLaren, McLaren's a very sad story, I think. Um, you know? Understatement. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too bad. I mean, again, another team with uh, the history behind them. And... Uh, Constructors Championships, you know, they they are a proven team within yeah. the grid. They just can't get it right. I don't know what it is. It seems like they're taking a page out of Mercedes. Actually, it's more apt to say Mercedes is taking a page out of their yeah. book, you know, just coming back from the uh, winter break further behind than where they were. It yeah. It's too bad. No. And especially for for Piera's Pia- Piastri. Piastri. His, 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 his first race. Right? Because oh my gosh. even... Even if he didn't get past 20, mm. right, and stayed 20 the entire race and mm. no one else DNF'd. Yeah. Like, that is experience that as a first-time yep. driver, you need. Absolutely. Mm. And he was completely robbed of that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and it was it was a little heartbreaking to see. Must, uh, must be tough for him to see those Alpines getting the checkered flag, you know? penalties or not yeah right um, yeah, yeah. or the williams i mean or the williams that was the other that was another place that he could have landed you yeah. know well look at logan Sargent, yeah. two spots off the points i think yeah that two spots 11th yeah 11th was he 11 or 12 I, you know what um, i'm yeah. gonna i'm I mean, gonna I just have, I have up here uh 12 12 12 yeah but crazy yeah plus sonoda was so. 11th sonoda. yeah which alpha has been uh impressive yeah so not too well bad considering sonoda. eight spots uh, of the the from P one to P eight are essentially spoken for, bar any Ferrari DNF. Yeah, yeah or Mercedes problems. Yeah. Mercedes you, know, like pro- <laughs> uh, you know, to their credit, though, Mercedes has always been incredibly reliable. They they, I mean, last season that's what kept them alive. George yeah. Russell's P fives, mm-hmm. Lewis. They were I always think, finishing yeah. in points. Yeah. I, th- I think there was only one race one of them didn't finish in the I points. Think it was Lewis, um, except for his DNF and uh, when George got out of the his his crash with. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Guan Yu, Guan Yu but but like going back to tires though, like just yes. just if we kind of finish up because <laughs> back to tires, back to tires before to we because the there's there's so much we could talk about Williams and, and the and the bottom teams and we we need to definitely talk about that. But back to tires though, 
do we do we like the do we like the idea of more stops per race uh and and the idea like more than just relying on a safety car to change the compound up more than that do we like the idea of like that like the hard tire isn't going to be put on for 50 laps and then it's a race to get is a race to see who gets the soft tire um and then also just like the the different starts for the soft uh the the categories like think of like where red where would um where where would fernando have been if you know obviously his qualifying time had been a little bit higher up so he would have qualified in at p3 p4 he would have had a better straightaway to get to attack uh perez probably could have gotten into into two probably could have challenged for the leads at the beginning there but if they hadn't gone soft hard soft what happened is if they had chosen to go soft soft hard like the way red bull did and pushing more what happened like do we i like having that in in my races the more stops the more mind games Mm, but i'm with you does does it yeah do you like that more and obviously it changes depending on I feel like a two to three stop is is good enough. Like I was, I was pleasantly amused. Mm-hmm. Um, the heart pleasantly race. amused last night. Like with it was, it was a two stop race for you know everyone except Norris. <laughs> um, so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And so Ocon. you still had so you still had that strategy, and I mean, at a two stop race, you kind of have one of two strategies. And we saw them last night. We have the majority who went with the safe strategy, which is you go quick and and less reliable at first to gain as much momentum as possible. Then you put on the hards to last as long as possible. And then to finish off strong, you put the softs. Mm. Right. And we had Red Bull do the opposite where they're like, no, we're going to do quick, quick, long instead. Mm. Right. Where we're just going to go quickly and um and then go more quickly and then now that we're ahead of everyone we're gonna just do the lasting lasting laps right Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you added another one maybe a three-stop race it would add a little bit more versatility to that Mm -hmm. because there's less of a there there's either less or more of a gain and considering they were already lapping last night it's like how how much but Bahrain Bahrain's a really funny one because it's one of the few track based ones that are less than sixty laps. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a relatively short mm. track based circuit. Yeah. Um but another thing that another to add to it is one of the reasons why this was a two stop race is no one seems to want to touch the C three medium compounds. No, no one's been no, liking you the wa- mediums. Yeah. And Not and on last, that track, though. Yeah, and, and last season, mediums were some of the better tires were, were the mediums going going into it for, for medium length and stuff. So so, mm-hmm. the, so some teams would have gone medium for a one-stop and just and switched mm-hmm. over. That strategy was gone. For another track, I'd agree. Yeah. Right, well, but we're talking about another Bahrain. Track. It's yeah. notoriously bumpy. Yeah. Another the biome. I mean, it depends yeah. on the outside, the temperature that's outside. You know, it yeah. depends on what the... the, the precipitation is if any there's so many variables to it and that's part of what makes it so difficult to to judge your strategy you know i think it was lewis last year where the strategy in place was go on the hard tires finish out the race you know two stop instead of three and the hard tires were you know not good awful awful and that 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 ruined his race but that's why i mean bahrain um, leclerc Mm. leclerc and silverstone Mm. yeah but bahrain Mm -hmm. like i was surprised so many people went on the hards Mm. For their 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 mid swap right because Bahrain is so bumpy, 
because as soon as you see the cars go they're already like touching the floor and bumping up and down bumping up and down yeah right and it's like if you want a smoother ride you take smoother tires which it absorbs a lot more yeah yeah they do wear out quicker and they are faster but putting that aside just for stability reasons alone Mm -hmm. i was surprised to see mercedes go with the hards halfway through Mm mm-hmm they're both so used to the porpoising effects that uh, the bumps yeah. don't affect them anymore. So every track's boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every track's boring for them. I was about to say, like, do you think that also has something to do with like testing out? Like, I think Mercedes is still at a point where they're testing out what upgrade packages they they were doing, and mm. so maybe doing that with a harder race, getting a better reliable, maybe a longer stint for better data, mm. especially with the fact that the wing that they were using last race was only supposed to be tested for Jetta. So they went in kind of going and okay, we're testing a new a new part as well. Let's see how it works. This is this is a race to do that with. And Jetta's a street circuit. So mm. possibly I don't honestly, I don't know with Mercedes yeah, anymore. Too big too I'm, much I'm, of a, too much of a big brain. I, 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 I don't think, think there's any big brain development. Mode. I don't I agree with you, Marianne. I don't I think that they're just scrambling at this point. And yeah. they honestly would be better off just I mean, George Russell said it. He you know, write this season off. We can take this as development and move it to next year, but Red Bull has this sewn up. It's yeah. hard to even, you know, argue that they're they're incredible. Yeah, they could, yeah. they could stop development on this car right now and probably still win both championships. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's cool the thing. See. I think also when when looking at Mercedes, we just have to see um, who's in charge for that race. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> right now they are the epitome of the saying of too many chefs in the kitchen. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's it's whose idea is it to do the tire swaps and which tire swaps? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know who's going to be in charge of it next race. And um, they're exciting to watch like that for this season. Yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't claim any big brain moves from them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's going to be like, I don't know, because I have, have here in my notes the fact that Ultrasoft still has yet to be officially either its own category or tied in with the soft category. I think that would be foolish to tie it in with soft. Yeah, I, I mean, I I mean uh, obviously, I I'm not the FIA. I, I can't make that decision, but it, it just seems like it kind of deletes the purpose of it, right? Well, uh, yeah, foolish. Like, I mean, why have it? Because I think I think it, it's kind of like what you're saying, where it changes so much to the track and every, and the, having the one solid. Because e- even within the soft, there's I think technically there's like let's say the soft is a cat is a is a C5. Mm. There's a C5.1, C5.2. There's different categories of soft tire to fit the type of track, but it's all mm. soft. But if they're using an ultra soft and they're actually labeling the C0 or C6 or C7 as It'd a be a higher number, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as the um as a new thing, then it should be its own stuff. It adds more to it to the race to to the category in the switches and it might mean that five ten laps to go you, you see someone dive in that pit to get the purple to get mm. the to go for it right maybe yeah. the the thing is it's it's always risky when looking mm. at like how soft you're gonna go right there's mm-hmm. a happy medium somewhere no pun intended but there's there's a happy medium somewhere not so happy medium last race <laughs> not so happy medium last race but there's a lot of things to to think about one is what kind of paving is the track made of mm-hmm. two is how much of that tire is going to stick to that paving mm-hmm. right because if you're putting ultra softs on you might just make it easier for someone with hearts to go longer mm-hmm. because more of your tire is layering on that pavement making it a smoother ride that's why near the end of the race is always the best drive for everyone Absolutely. yeah look at miami last year exactly you know, made in made in grand prix and that's what everybody that was the word you know 
uh, no rubber on the track, and, and it took until the end of the race for anybody to actually feel good about it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Rubber, rubbering the track is the term that you'll often hear a lot, and then uh, folks, rubber, rubbering, track rubbering is going to be thrown around a lot this season, I think. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, m- Miami again. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which so jumping to Miami and Vegas then, uh, just speaking of tracks, because uh, I was kind of s- telling uh, Marion, you and you and Walt the other day, that so we have Bahrain, and then we have Jeddah Street Circuit, uh, Australia Street Circuit, Baku Street Circuit, um, Miami, no Imola I think is the next. Mm. Oh it's Imola yeah. Monaco, Imola Monaco coming next. And then Imola, which is the next track. The actual next track we have is Imola. That's not until like April or May. Um, please, someone, let's. Uh, I'll ch- actually, I'll check. I'll let's have find this, out. I'll yeah. have the schedule right here. So we have, yeah. So we have Bahrain just happened. There's Saudi, uh, Saudi Jeddah, uh, March seventeenth. Australia, March thirty uh, first. April, uh, Azerbaijan. So Baku. Uh, Az- no, just Azerbaijan. What I'm talking about. Azerbaijan. Um, April twenty eighth. May 5th uh, May s- and May 7th, Miami Street Circuit, and then Imola in Italy on May, on May 19th through the 21st. So we have street, 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 track. Yeah. Where do you think we're going to get the upgrades? Mm. I'm thinking it's it's got to be Miami or it or Imola for me. Mm. Um, or, uh, what I mean by upgrades is not small upgrades, like big upgrade packages. Like when, Mer- when Mercedes brings a new wing out or brings a new, like concept out where do we see it i would i my money's on imola however miami's such a party it's not really a, a race it's a party in a, in a networking mm-hmm. it's like a networking conference for 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 tech so i wouldn't be surprised to see it in miami either hmm. i think it's tough to say i think it's going to depend on the team i think uh, a big part of i i, I don't know if you're going to see the same uniform upgrade weeks or weekends uh, for the teams like we did last year, you know, yeah. um, because they've kind of gone through that season of development and they kind of know what aero aerodynamics philosophy they're going with. I think Mercedes is going to be b- introducing new upgrades more regularly, if for no other reason, just to get the data on it, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Mercedes is so up in the air for me. Mm. I'm. Uh, I could expect them to not have any major any updates upgrades? until like yeah for for a while and Leave then the i same. could i could also expect them or i wouldn't be surprised if they did it at every race yeah you know yeah. like at Good this point. point it's it's all or nothing or yeah. scrambling in between with them i really don't know mm-hmm. um i'd say ferrari is firmly in that camp as well i i am wondering if we're not going to see maybe a more of a stagger this year where some teams are bringing out upgrades uh with one race and then the next some more teams are just mm-hmm. kind of staggering out because um, everyone's at a different stage right now. Mm-hmm. There's some teams where it's like they just need a little bit of tweaking and whatnot to really get to where they want to go. And there's mm-hmm. some teams where it's like maybe reinvent the wheel on that one. Um, 2026 is a new. Uh, yeah. New season, right? Yeah. New uh, regulations. Yeah. If time travel was possible, <laughs> they'd be there already. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's. It's such a gamble this year that I'm not going to gamble on it. And Alonso gets a little bit of slipstream 
And he's making the move. Sainz is nearly driving him off the road. But Fernando Alonso is on to the podium. Yes. Bye-bye. This is a lovely car to drive. Yes. Yes. Yes, mate. Well done. That's P3. <laughs> yes. What do you have done, guys? What do you have done? I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. That's for Jim's 60th birthday. Happy birthday! The 60s are the new 40s. <laughs> Just to let you know what happened on that first lap at turn four, um, Lance was trying to get past uh, George, and um, as you switched back to try and get Hamilton, Lance just couldn't quite get stopped in time, so uh, there was no damage to either car, so all okay. Okay, I thought it was George. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, guys, you built the second best car. In, in five months, I don't know what you can do in one full season, but let's go for it. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. And by the way, Lance is my hero. Amazing performance, well done everyone. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. And that was, of course, uh, Fernando Alonso. That was his uh, radio bit that he was talking that was post-race. As soon as he got the news that he was uh, P3 on the podium, that was his, you, you could just tell by his enjoyment there. Just wonderful to hear. And the, the shout-outs of the love he has for his team right now. Uh, it was just, that's what racing's about. Right? How heartwarming was that moment? Yeah. I feel like a grin just, like, plastered across my face when it happened, and then it stayed there for yeah. the, the entirety of the whole podium scene. Yeah. That was just, just the, like, yes, boys. We did it really go. Yeah, so proud of Lance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, <laughs> maybe the first time Lance Stroll has been called a hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe the only time this season, too. <laughs> Cashing in all the compliments right now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Lawrence, please, kill, please keep me. Please keep me. <laughs> I love Lance, too. No, um, no, that was good. Just the, we got we to gotta find a way to clip the yes, bye-bye, and, and the, what a lovely car. This is a lovely car to drive. I'll, I'll make you a clip. Yeah, yeah. those, those yeah. are the greatest. Uh, that, those were just. I know a guy. Yeah, and to say it like mid race, uh, <laughs> the it's a lovely car to drive. Is like right after. I think it's like right after each other too. They're like, yeah, he said it. He's just so. Mm. It was so good. It was fun to see because he wasn't even done the race. Exactly. It wasn't even final lap yet, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this has been a great night. You know, thank you all for coming and everything." And it's yeah. like, yeah. he's still got a couple laps to go, but so <laughs> confident nothing was gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> like he knew the car had him. Those uh, those clips that we just played for you were courtesy of Formula One TV and Formula One on YouTube. You can always find the race highlights and the radio chatter, which radio chatter just really brings the sport alive. The reason why I love watching it on F1 TV and, and why we're so happy when, when we got it, yeah. we're just so thrilled because you get the radio chatter. The the amount of times we laugh at when, like, last season when Max was, my tires are shot, guys. This sucks. And I was like, well, Max, just continue going. He's like, no, no. It's yeah. it's terrible. It's time. Yeah. It adds a whole other layer to it, as well as the uh, onboard cameras, one of my yeah. favorite features. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, you, you, you can't even describe the sport until you've watched somebody overtake an opponent you know yeah. it's it's uh, it's thrilling and, and i'm sitting in my living room yeah it, it's and you, you really feel it maybe we should just like reach out to f1 tv to sponsor the show sponsor plug sponsor plug i'd rather reach out to f1 tv and have them fix their apple tv app because oh, oh my gosh sport without much money she come on. man we're trying to get sponsored yeah. here <laughs> right, <laughs> right away 
<laughs> right away with the. Let have me, we? Have let we? Me l- I'll get Muhammad Ben Suliam on the phone. <laughs> have we? Have we stated that this is a guest? <laughs> yeah, this is a guest. This is, our guest has not have nothing to do with the views of our podcast. And disclaimer, by the way. I take um, full responsibility. Yeah, where's our disclaimer button? <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't made one yet. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. No, it's um, it really is. It, it's really fun. And like, I'll be honest with you, like Marion, you want to roll your eyes. You always do when I bring them up, but. Being able to watch 2021 Brazil Grand Prix <laughs> with, uh, on board just to watch like the sprint, the, the race. It's a beautiful race to watch. You can go back and watch um, the classic races, too. Like I was telling us uh, uh, here at C- C- CIVL, I was telling our station manager, Aaron Levy, that he should get F1 TV and watch the 2007, 2008 Grand Prix like seasons because mm-hmm. that is the wild ride of McLaren's like rise and fall. <laughs> with with Fernando and Lewis, mm, I was going like to say Lewis Hamilton's first season, and yep. Fernando and Lewis were teammates. Yep. It's um, and there that was a rivalry, and and like still is, still, still is. is. You saw yeah. you saw well, that this last season. This that's last the race. joke, isn't it? Is that Fernando's still racing yeah. because of Lewis? Exactly, because he's got seven. He's only got two. Exactly. Yeah, he wants yeah. the next exactly. five. <laughs> I mean, hey, oh, it's going to be crazy <laughs> to see if it happens. But that's but. that was. For me, what was so funny about the comment of like, oh, it's his 60th, 60s the new 40. And it's like, yeah, Alonzo, and 40s <laughs> the new 20, eh? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know what's unfortunate about this, though, is that um, um, for Fernando, he's, uh, I mean, I'm I'm fully expecting an unbelievable season, you know, to see him fighting for oh, podiums yeah. at the very least. Um, I don't see him beating Red Bulls, uh, in particular Max, bar any mechanical errors or issues. Yeah, I was um, going to say Max, maybe not. Yes, but, check you out. Know. There's still a question mark there, but I feel like if it's anything less than a driver's championship for him, it's going to be considered a bust from so many of these, you know, uh, fans that are in it for the hype train. You know, yeah. I mean, discrediting the in the entire season that he, I mean, maybe it's too early to say, but, no, I, I, but mean, I, I, I I don't see him winning the championship. Yeah, I mean, I like, I agree. Like, I don't see a championship, but I I think just you know you you saying like you know, it'll be kind of a discredit to. Like, but it is like there is so many. There's always the question with new like drive to survive fans coming in. Like, are they real racing fans? The pretentious. I feel so pretentious to say, but I feel that some some new fans that I've talked to are very much just here for the drama, but not but not understanding the intricacies and what makes the sport so crazy. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a lot of sports where if you don't if you finish third, fourth, fifth in the championship all around, that's a good season. Absolutely right. Like there, you look at like like. Like spe- spe- specifically North American um, sports, like yeah, there are some teams. Sometimes in hockey, where you're like you f- you get into the conference finals or the the semi conference finals, you're like that. You know, for what the team was, that was really good. But then you're kind of like, okay, they still didn't win the cup, so it doesn't matter. But mm. this this sport, F one, you have teams who are we were P ten. We want to push like we 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 were we were so not P ten P ten in the constructors championship is dead last, but they might finish fifth in the constructors championship and say we're going to push for fourth. We're going to mm. tell all of our ad- ad- advisors, all of our inf- all of our uh, investors, we're pushing P4. Mm. And if you don't get P4, that's when it comes on to you. But if you p- hit P4, you hit your targets. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. Or or even stay the exact same position, but increase the the gap between you and the person behind you. Yeah, I mean, winning P4 by three points versus winning P4 by you know. 40 50 points could be the target for this year for for a lot of teams you know or something to that so as much as i enjoy it too right to watch the team struggle for their goals and their goals not always being first place i am okay with the new fans 
with the ones the ones with the with the ones who don't care about this with the ones who are just like on the hype train for names and drama and all of this and here's why if they keep coming this gets better funded and I get more of what I like. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a great for the sport. Point. You want as many people watching yeah, and as many yeah. eyes as I you can. I don't care why. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just I just feel for um, um, competitors when the merits or, or, or what they've accomplished this season is kind of eclipsed by the fact that they're not number one. You yeah. know, when this could be the best that they could have possibly done and you'll still have people that say, well, he didn't win, so what's it all for? It's, it's for a lot. It's unfortunate, yeah. but you see this Olympian mentality yeah. with any athletes. True. Right? That's and I, true. I mean Olympian as in like Mount Olympus and not the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of Dawn, we make legends out of, out of these these heroes mm. right these athletes and it does the same thing we do it with celebrities and athletes too where we start to put them on these pedestals mm-hmm. and all of a sudden any human character defects that they show is just no longer tolerated but it doesn't matter if they're not number one because mm. then they're not the hero of the story and it's it's sad but I like to think that because there are fans like us who do appreciate the people who are just having their best season, no matter where that's going, mm. that at least it's not not it's not all for naught. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's yeah. a really good. That's a that's a really good point, there, Marion. You seem surprised. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. You always say that like I'm not a little squint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not quite sure sh- why he's saying it. Huh, yeah. That was yeah. a pretty good. I point. asked you on their show because I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's it's like because I'm not a Lewis fan. Yeah, uh, no, it, it humbles me. That, you're that, the yin to his yang, Marion. I heard the intro. Yeah. My cringy intros that now going to throw in my face. I love it. Thank you. It's it's very mean. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought that I was the yin to your yang. I mean, 27 years of, no. of hard work, but yeah. no, you, you're, can, you're, you can you're still getting be. eclipsed. I guess I'm not number one, so what nobody what cares I've about my accomplishments. What I've learned with Taryn is if you stay on the show long enough, you just keep accumulating more titles than a Targaryen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> it. I, I, I feel like Breaker of chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, I mean, yeah, you and I, are used to, yeah, you're my best friend and worst enemy for a reason, you know. <laughs> Going back to the races. Yeah, getting back to the races. I, I wanted you. You, we were bringing it up before the break here. Um, Williams. There we go. That's 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 the best way to say it. So, yeah. quick thing with Williams. You know, they were like what they were last last year, I believe, or or I think I mean, I, I last year. Last year they were I doing pretty bad. So. Yeah, they, they were, were bad, but they were they were bad. I, I don't think they were worst, but they were bad. Yeah, no. I can't remember if they were last or Haas, Haas. or Aston Martin, because um, Aston Martin was near the end. Yeah, it was like like not good, Very poor, like not no points finishing. You know, I just want to say, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to skate past or, or change the topic or anything, but I just want to say how disappointing it is that Aston has shown up this year the year after Sebastian Vettel retires. It's yeah. truly unfortunate. It would have mm. been so amazing to see him in a competitive car, even if it was still his last season. And yeah. who knows, maybe it wouldn't have been his last season if it was performing the way that it is now. Um, yeah. yeah. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. We'll never know. Yeah. Brian, Brian. Until he comes back. And yeah. let's face it, that would have been an interesting team. Like, not wanting to downplay Stroll, mm. you know. 
but to have Vettel and Alonso. Oh well, that wouldn't gosh. happen. It would never happen. <laughs> that, that would never, <laughs> it happen. Would never happen. I wish. Like, like I in, wish. In another imagine. team, like Audi, if, if Audi had come in and, and who that, wants to like play who fantasy Formula One? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, oh. None of my friends, apparently. Yeah, really? No. Actually, I was going to say there is uh, a, a group that I follow. I love these guys. They're Matt, Matt and Tommy P1. They were at WTF F1 for a while, then they left mm. um, for. You know, uh, really, they have a really cool video explaining why they left and how they pursued, why they're doing it for to pursue their their own creative dream for F1 and their content, and they're 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 working with an app to develop a, a fantasy F1 thing that they promote. And I was thinking we should definitely do it on the show. Get an F1 team. Get people send send messages on who we should. Get. I, I like I. I feel if we were to do it, we're just going to go Verstappen and whatever and really mm. and follow. No. But I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. I want Botas. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just for that picture of him in the river. Yeah. <laughs> I want a whole calendar. <laughs> okay. Right? Bo- Botas, like, borderline. Do you imagine the memes. fundraising? Yeah. Be like, oh. like your local yeah. fireman. Flush with cash. Call us Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I want to do it for the for, for our rookie pool, which we'll ta- we'll we'll bring up. We'll get your thoughts on that. Uh, oh yeah. Mm. Speaking but of which, Williams. I don't want to. Yeah. Change yeah the let's topic. go back to that Williams. Was, that please. was my transition back to Williams. Yeah. That was a transition. That was my attempt, and then he's cut me in. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just wanted to kind of say that. Uh, yeah, Williams finally got first race score one point with Alex Alvin. I don't care. I'm, I'm happy. That's a, that's a positive. Yeah. Alex Alvin first like tenth P10 for one point in the constructors championship. Logan Sargent P12 for first for his debut race. Not far behind. Not far behind. Nope. And uh, there was a statement by James Voles after the race that they could have probably pushed for nine and ten. Yeah. They they made they made a strategy call and a pit stop call that put Sargent back. Um, they probably could have kept him on race pace and he probably could have gone higher up because he was challenging Bottas and he was challenging. Uh, Gasly uh, and Sonona for uh, for some time, and then they did a, a pit stop changeover that gave Albin the spot and uh, Sergeant back. That's not to d- discredit Alex Albin. Great drive. I, I love that he's really gelled in with with Williams. There, he seems so at ease. Speaking of Bottas, you bring him up all yeah. the time. How how e- Marianne, how like laid back and more like enjoyment enjoyment he has, and you can see Al- Al- Albin has started to take that on in Williams. Yeah. Mm. But Logan Sargent, though, had a, had a good chance for a multiple points finish, bringing the team home. People might say, you know, not so great in qualifying because he got knocked out. But mm. I think the the end of the thing was that the, the entire team figured, found out that they had a car that can push for points. Mm-hmm. And that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. You love to see it. And, I mean, to that point, I would rather perform better on Sunday than out-qualify your race pace, you know? Yeah. Um, if you're qualifying P3, P5, P4, whatever it is, and then you're you know, consistently losing places during the race, uh, that's a worse spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Gasly kind of showed how qualifying doesn't really matter much. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so did Charles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of that spectrum. Very <laughs> <laughs> different reasons. But yeah, um, one of the things with Williams, though, is, uh, you know, we were talking about pit stop strategies. Uh, and some of the mo- the the some really amazing and smart Mercedes strategies were done by James Voles, who mm-hmm. is the new team principal for Williams. And you're really, st- I think that you're already starting to see the groundwork he's done. He's been putting through that that was kind of left to for someone to pick up uh, at the end of last season when when uh, uh, when Cops uh, left the the C- a CEO and the and their and the CTO left too. Really interested to see where Williams goes mm. w- yeah. with it. 
but yeah, exciting. James Bowles was the one that you know that infamous spa in 2021 with it with the dub <laughs> with the, with the yeah. two stop that got Lewis the tires to push and get all the the time back to w- to get that and kept his constructors championship really alive. Mm. James Bowles was team strategy leader at the time, mm-hmm. and and even just having to say, yeah, we we made a miscalculated team strategy. We mm. realized we didn't know we had what we had. Mm. and kind of admit that and i don't know you know what actually you bring up another point and again i'm sorry i might be changing the topic here but mercedes the way that their team is kind of all over the place right now i think it might be a symptom of having been the best for so long um the people that put you at the top now have the pedigree to go elsewhere and get promotions i mean Mm. now he's with williams you know you look at the year i i want to say that it was the break between 2020 and 2021 i might be a year behind on that um where half of their engineering team was poached by red bull yeah you know i mean now you're starting to see it happen to red bull which is interesting um but mercedes they're kind of in this weird spot where they need to regain and and redevelop the people behind the curtain as well you know they've got lewis they've got george who've proven to be competent excellent drivers i mean obviously lewis hamilton but it's 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 interesting to see all these other people that used to be in the Mercedes paddock, you know, going elsewhere and then pulling them up out of the gutters. Yeah, was it gutters? Like we're finding their gems. Williams, <laughs> Williams, Williams was in the gutter. Oh, hundred percent. They still are caught in the mud a little yeah. bit. You know, <laughs> excellent yeah. way of putting it. Somewhere Just out, a little, yeah. little stuck yeah. in there, but somewhere out there, Walter's hearing this and crying. I know. <laughs> well, I know. Williams, so that anybody listening knows, another team with excellent pedigree. They were at the top of the sport for how long? Was it was it Villeneuve who was Villeneuve? Villeneuve yeah. was there. Yeah. And Walter made a good point that that they actually have the most championships in history. Yeah, they have fi- like fifteen. Uh, like after Ferrari, yes. after Ferrari, yeah. Mm. Oh, so but I mean, Ferrari's been there since day one and has not had a pause. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, well, they've exactly. been there since 1950. Oh no, no pause in in, in their time with the sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so thought you meant pause so in terms of fighting for championships. Oh <laughs> well, no, <laughs> very big asterisk. It's, it's, it's I mean, we're that. watching one right now. <laughs> li- li- literally, it's called the turbo hybrid era. Yeah, <laughs> is there yeah. is there pause for championships? Right. No, Williams. Williams seems to be. It's like Reese was saying, right? With all the the teams kind of. The engineers and everything being kind of uh, replayed or not replayed, but like scooted around musical mm-hmm. chairs a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it, it is bringing Formula One to a point where what is mid is not what used to be mid. Right. And we're so? well, we're we're seeing it with Austin Martin right now where they're becoming top tier. Right. But mm-hmm. I think that more that is shifting around and the more teams are learning off of people who used to be with those top tier teams and who are coming to these teams mm-hmm. right they're all coming up and it's just going to make the entire game a lot more exciting because there's not it's no longer going to be just three teams racing mm-hmm. and a bunch of other cars on the track but just to look that way here's yeah. a question though do you think that it's leading to more parity across the grid where we're getting to a place where every team is going to be relatively level and it might come down to strategy stops? Or do you think it's just going to be a musical chairs or changing hats between the teams of who's going to be number one? I mean, obviously Red Bull right now. um, But do you think that that might be coming where more teams are are kind of even and and you see more pit stop strategies being really important or specific aerodynamic, like specific changes across the Grand Prix? 
Do you want to take Sorry, this one? Sorry, I'm, I'm just having a replay of like Daenerys Targaryen about the spokes on the wheel, you know. <laughs> I just want to break the wheel. Yeah. It's like I kind of I kind of feel like that's what's happening more than anything is that the wheel is getting broken slightly. Mm, I mean, mm. Hey, I'm happy with that analogy because that did not work out for her. Right. So. It, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> um, but for if very you look, similar reasons. Uh, if you look at the fact that the top dogs have kind of been on a rotating chair since the beginning of the sport. Mm. right and i mean there's always been for lack of better metaphor there's always been the starks and targaryens yeah right and the lannisters and 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 the tyrells and they're just those four houses are just kind of you know vying for the power exactly and it's it's it seems like now there's some houses that no one really even knows Mm. what the sigil is that are coming up yeah yeah Yeah. um see uh, to to, to kind of answer the to, to kind of bad I metaphor. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I like it. I <laughs> like it. I think we just need to keep. We, we're probably going to keep a theme of Game of Thrones now with, with this <laughs> podcast because it, it makes sense, especially when you think of like the fact that Mercedes has is with Williams and how they all the like the bloodlines mix together and influence each other and and, and everything kind of works together. Um, and Ferrari's um, uh, inter. We'll figure this out. But before we destroy themselves internally, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah, like there exactly. we go. I, I got there. <laughs> Splintering. I, I found a way to get there, <laughs> and I got us there. Um, Very so, impressive. So it, it does work. It does work. That's actually a pretty good analogy. Um, but to dance, <laughs> I think that definitely across the midfield, mm. we're going to see it, and we're starting to see where they're at least in qualifying. It's a hundredths of seconds away, tenths of seconds off from each other. Mm-hmm. So we're already seeing that happening across the midfield. The top three, the big three, mm, I think that having a fourth team in is going to be cool. I, I like the idea of, of, of uh, I like the idea of other teams potentially getting into the big three and knocking people out. And I think we might be, we might see more of that. But is it, again, I think this season is going to be the first test to see how reliable are these other teams who have never gotten to that point for the last ten years. Mm. Now that they get these chances, how are they maintaining? How are they keeping those chances alive? And do mm. they flame out? Um, I don't think it's the big three anymore, though. I don't you think know? so. I yeah, don't I was going to so. say. I think that Red Bull's the only team that's still in there. I think Aston Martin is ahead of any of the other two: Ferrari, yeah. Mercedes. Yeah, they're they're falling down. There's yeah. uh, Alfa Romeo that's on the rise. Yeah. Right, they they're well, doing they're yeah, doing surprisingly well and that's surprisingly true. reliable cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so gorgeous. Oh, oh my gosh, probably well, my favorite car on the grid right now. Mm. They are beautiful. Alpha Romeo. I don't like their nose oh, right oh, now. That I jarring. I don't red like your nose, Marianne. <laughs> well, it's the French baguette. <laughs> First the off. color, though, the d- the deep crimson of the Alfa Romeo. No, I like beautiful. the fade. I like the fade, right on the on the on mm. the wider part of the body. Yeah, I do like that black to red fade. So it's nice. the nose where it's just that Fair. jarring kind of lick of red on yeah. black. Fair. Yeah, it's kind you of know? a weird juxtaposition. It's yeah. It's it's. I just don't like that that part of it it is definitely one of the better looking cars yes it's not my favorite the best one is definitely i will Aston accept Martin. that answer aston martin's i think is the the prettiest it's it's the prettiest because it's got the better balance of paint livery as well as car shape yeah right if mm-hmm. mercedes had any other shape i would probably say mercedes but i just i really don't like their shape 
Really? It's got a weird little side skirt. That's true. It's you know it's what's weird. funny. You know what's funny is I think that that's playing into their their struggles. It you looks know? like an their, underlip. Their aerodynamic philosophy just it's did not work. Didn't work. They tried the no side pods last year. Didn't work. They doubled down on it over the last you know breakup, and it's proven itself again to not be working. And yeah. that's part of. I think that this entire season. I mean, again, I think I've already mentioned this. George Russell said in a recent interview, "This season's a write off." Focus yeah. on development post race. Yeah, his, his yeah. Post race interview was yeah. was saying that. It's just mm-hmm. it just doesn't look good they're 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 Still paint and their livery you know and the Still open carbon gorgeous. i love it gorgeous, gorgeous. yeah I, I but love it's concave in some weird areas yes. yes i don't know see i love the car as a set piece like just like not moving it's so it's a beautiful <laughs> car and then it moves and then you're like ah oh, i want it to do well it, it, and it looks fast pretty key piece like of the car there yeah, really? that's not the point no, right. here's, here's the but thing though if you just zoom in Right. I don't know if you have a picture of it right now in front of your screen, but if you just zoom in on a side view or a side 45 towards the front view and you zoom in at the lower bottom part where everyone else has a pod and they don't. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a weird skirt. Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. They, they you know what? You know what? The and it's unappealing. It's yeah. not curvy. It doesn't look good. You know, there is a certain sleekness and, um, you know, sexiness that comes with car design. And you're not seeing it there. You know, though, if their f- design philosophy did work out, You'd everybody would be singing its praises. Oh, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. No, yeah. no, I'd say it's ugly, but it really? works. I respect it. No. I respect yeah. that. I would, I would definitely still think it not look good. Yeah, but at least it works. Fair. And I am down for things that are ugly and work. Well, but this I'm is sitting ugly in this chair as and does not work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I respect that, though. That's why I have a face for radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I'm a fan of things that look ugly and don't wor- and, and work. It's just when they don't work that it's like, well, then it didn't really need to be ugly. That's true. That's, that's you true. know, yeah. That and that's point. that's the thing. So I think if Mercedes had a better shape, it would be my favorite looking car. Mm. Unfortunately, it's Austin Martin. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I would say the same thing about Nick DeVries, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so can I, so I'm mean. kidding. I'm kidding. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask a question about DeVries, though. Because, yes. like, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's an ESL thing. But every time uh, someone says DeVries, I'm thinking there's DeVries on the track. And yeah. I'm wondering, like, how confusing is that for the other drivers? <laughs> DeVries. <laughs> DeVries is behind DeVries. you. Where? I would say DeVries, but often they call it Debris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's that yeah. European it's influence. Yeah, and yeah. it's like DeVries is in front of you, and it's like, I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Where's the yellow flag? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, to turn, like, you know, DeVries is a good thing. Uh, Reese, we have a kind of a little game we're having on the show. Tell me. Um, oh, we, ca- yes. we call it the rookie pool. The rookie pool. To okay. see who we have three rookies that are all very good mm-hmm. drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick DeVries uh, or De- DeVries. DeVries. Um, <laughs> we want to coin it here first. DeVries. Is <laughs> the, uh, the Nick DeVries. He, uh, you know, former former Formula E champion. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd have to double check. I think he was a Formula 3 champion too, but, or, very, or at least yeah. very, very, like a podium finisher in yeah. Formula 3, then champion in Formula E going into an F1 contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Piastri, there's like, so if you're a racing fan, you know Oscar Piastri. F F three champion, F two champion, now F one uh, F one in a failing car. Sorry, <laughs> uh, not sorry. Um, and then we also have uh, 
logo and sergeant who you talked about is like just a really good mind and a, and a, and a driver who probably could have if he had after he got the super license if he had risked it risked risked it a little bit more and dove in for corners and dove in for some form points he probably could have been on the top podium or mm. or even probably a championship uh, in a championship in, uh, winner in, in f2 but he purposely held back so that he could stay safe and get the contract uh, for the season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so who do you think is going out of those three who do you think is coming is going to start first? Well, no, it's oh, it's no. what order? What order? What order? And what order? Is, is it purely points? It's purely the points? Are we talking, or are we talking as a driver and their competency in a vehicle? As points this season. Points like if, this if, season. If they score. But we're not specifying on points, right? So yeah. it's just not how many, but yeah. who's what's the order? Yeah. Like what's what the order, order here? And if there's no point, and if there's no points across the three of them, I'd say like, who do you mm-hmm. think is going to have the better lap times or the better? Uh, stuff. Keeping in mind that Oscar Piastri is a good driver, credible driver. Unfortunately, he's Un- in a McLaren. He's in, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's tough. It's tough. You know. Uh, I mean, uh, I've never r- really. I couldn't say that I've watched um, Logan Sargent race before yesterday. Um, but from what you saw, though, from from I mean, from what I saw, he's in. He's great. Obviously, hot take of the day. Um, <laughs> And a gorgeous man, too. <laughs> like I can't wait for all the... the That's got to be at least two points in the championship yeah. right there. Yeah, a little drool on yeah, your face. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to have to put Sargent okay. top. I, I think that he's going to be number one of the three of them. Yeah. Um, this is the tough one. I think it's going to be Piastri next. Um, mm. McLaren, they are obviously facing their difficulties, but so is AlphaTauri. They are not where they want to be right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm second guessing myself, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stand firm. I'm gonna stand firm. It's gonna be Sargent, then it's gonna be Piastri, and then it's going to be that is that is locked in. But I think that Devries is arguably the. Well, I mean, I like him more than Piastri. I mean, I just, I just like him. Watching him in the Williams last season was a sight to behold. It was incredible. Scoring performance, double point scores on on his first on his on his on his debut. Yeah, pretty really are brothers. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I believe that was uh, that was your your call as well. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. That was mine. Here, I I could find it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I trust you. I think I believe you. Yeah. 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 But we yeah. also have a paint pool. A paint, oh, a paint yeah. pool. Paint pool. A paint pool. A, pa- a, uh, <laughs> a paint pool. I love pool. paint and I love pools. Right. Tell me more so about this paint pool. Here's the premise: is that um, the the theme of the season seems to be open carbon. Yes. Right. And we all know yeah. that on a Formula One car, and I'll reiterate this for those who don't, uh, there's about six kilograms of paint. Yes. Right. And. Um, and so by shaving off paint, you can redistribute that weight somewhere else for more strategic values and whatnot. Now, Red Bull fully painted their car. But let's face it. They didn't have to worry they about don't, paint. They don't have to worry about that. That's no. a big brain move of, like, we're not concerned on that plane. Absolutely. Right? Ferrari did some odd carving choices, uh, mainly the big block of open carbon on their side, which is just hideous. Sorry, Ferrari making an odd choice? <laughs> right. Hard to believe. I know. And uh, Mercedes just decided, you know, to just slap a couple stickers and a couple streaks of paint and call it a day. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> still looks gorgeous. It still looks gorgeous. That's true. You can't argue with um, results. 
But anyways, so so with with Williams being fully painted, which I am a fan of the Duracell. Yes. Such a fan. Yeah. Um, we're, we're now just a Duracell family. Absolutely. Right. For our, our smoke detectors. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we switched I love battery it. brands. <laughs> and then um, Alpine with the Pepto-Bismol, McLaren with the orange. Like, it's uh, it's a lot of heavy paint on some cars that might want to reconsider. Mm-hmm. So the paint pool is, if there's a team you were to pick that's going to have a different paint job by the end of the season, mm-hmm. as in less paint. Less paint. Um, okay. Who do you think is going to scrape off? Or if you want to say that you know, the people might add paint or, you know, could adding paint could be... Yeah, Red Bull just decided to add a yeah. layer just yeah, to yeah, even yeah. the playing field. <laughs> <laughs> it's their <laughs> handicap for the, uh, for, for the season. With it's the with extra, exactly. extra thick coat. Exactly. Weigh, weigh the car down, keep the ride height for bouncing too much. Who knows? You never know with Mercedes, yeah. right? After Imola, um, their paint will be lead-based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to stop Max Verstappen to literally that's, poison him. That's <laughs> their design package, their design yeah. upgrade. Yeah, um, so... so I'm going to say Williams. I'm going to say Williams. Yeah, I think that they're going to gain the most from it um, because they have obviously come made leaps and bounds this offseason. I think that they're going to see the most value in removing the paint. Um, I think that McLaren is another potential as well just because McLaren seems obsessed with changing the look of their car. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think it might be Zach Brown's influence. I well, mean, they have to he's quite the bumbling, boisterous fellow. But yeah. I mean, you you can't deny that he doesn't give all to sponsorships. Yeah, I do, mean, you, do you think McLaren's going to remove the paint entirely and just have Google Ad? Like I think uh, that they're going to change it. Ju- I, I don't know why. I have this gut feeling that they're going to remove the paint, and everyone's going to say that what a great choice it was. And then they're going to have like a different style like a different yeah kind like elsewhere where it's going to be a net zero gain or loss and everyone's yeah. g- just going to be left scratching their heads wondering what the why you know so you um but so their you're new sponsor's going to come in you but you're lock locking in, in on williams. williams i'm gonna lock in on williams okay, so I, I think i'm locked in on mclaren you said mm-hmm. mclaren too i said mclaren just because i want them to take off that little screen yeah yeah so like, i don't like the google chrome Caps. Yeah. So I don't stupid. like it. Just, just make I'm it. I'm alright with those. That's oh that's just gosh. funny. The, oh the wheel covers are okay. Foolish. Just everything else, no. I don't um, like it. I don't yeah. like it. So in the paint pool, we have we have uh, Walter with no teams. I'm going to keep it okay. static. Okay. Marianne with McLaren. You with Williams. And I took an overcut and tried to make a, do a big brain move that's either going to fail me or make me win. I wanted Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Specifically at the summer the race before or the race after summer break. Mm. Yeah. And the reason for it's that is because if they are where they are right now, so currently in the championship, the constructors championship, it is Red Bull with on 43 points, Aston Martin on 23, Mercedes on 16 and Ferrari 12. Mercedes and Ferrari is going to be back and forth, back and forth. Aston Martin, we don't know. I think that at least position two or three are going to go between those, those three teams, mm. Aston Martin, Mercedes and, and Ferrari. So if they can drop a few, like let's, what is it? Last season, the the number was about like three to five hundred grams was a hundredth of a second mm. saving time. Mm. We are seeing that being challenged for races. Absolutely. Do you think? So my thing is, if Aston Martin's competing and at a, if we do this, we are for sure going to get this. No matter how gorgeous that is, I can see the side pods being taken off. Side pods. The side pods. The paint. The paint on the, the, side, paint on the side pods. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say was no. Like, there. That's. It's yeah. no longer <laughs> a paint pool. That's no. a bodywork. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. a bodywork. Yeah, yeah. But no. So that that's my <laughs> guess. That was my guess. Was Aston Martin. 
Um, that's a very, very good guess, actually. Um, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But yeah. the thing is, I, I don't think that they would have much to gain. I, I think that, I mean, it obviously the time, but I think that they've already proven, I mean, just based on, you know, testing and uh, this first Grand Prix weekend, they're kind of... I mean, it feels foolish to say in a league of their own when they're not number one, but I really do think that they're their own separate category. There's yeah. Red Bull, there's Aston Martin, and then there's the midfield, you know? Um, that's really <laughs> that's really how I feel. I mean, Mercedes. Uh, well, seriously, <laughs> them and Ferrari, I think, have been demoted, Just you know? And I hate to say it. I hate to say it because as much as I love delicious taurine-based energy drinks, I do not like... The Red Bull Formula One team is it Taurine? Is it Ginsu? Yeah, Taurine, um, Taurine based. As much as as delicious as it is, I do not like and the team. I just don't like the ethos or like the 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 philosophy. Je ne sais quoi about yeah. the Red yeah. Bull team. You know. Here's the thing, though, right? And mm -hmm. I I know that where Red Bull's going to take it all the way, mm -hmm. but I do wonder because when we look at the lap times, yes, Alonso did better than Verstappen. Yeah, but it's it's but He's it's so much more than that. He got fastest lap. It's true. Right and just keep no, Joe, getting them. Joe Gan Yu got fastest lap at the end. Well, yeah, mm. no, no, Joe, Joe Gan Yu. But if you look at the order of stuff, Verstappen mm. is below Alonso, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm just, fair, I'm yeah, just true. wondering, what Point. if this is the warm up, and what if there's a much more heated battle between the two teams than we realize on the Ferraris rise. are qualifying P2, but if you watch them during the race, they just fall right behind because they can't maintain that speed. That's where Red Bull has but everybody But Austin beat. Martin seems to be able to maintain reliability so far. Reliability. I mean, even Alonso was like near the end, okay, now let's push and see what this can really do, right? So what if he had that True. attitude from the beginning? Would it have been a different game? Would it have like been a different race? Or for no, no, just no, the, no, race, no, the race, right? Race. Because mid race, Alonso's like, okay, now, now I'm all warmed up and everything. Let's mm. let's really kick it in well, gear. Well, Could mid race, be. he and was still mid race. He was still trying. I think maybe still trying to figure out who hit him and if the hit if that happened. But I think that if he had qualified into P three or something and or P four, where he had uh, such a have a P four and especially in Bahrain and racetracks, have a pretty good pull in. I think he probably. I think you're right. I think he probably could if he was in a position to immediately not be like in a in a midfield battle to gain a position. Yeah. If he was at a point, or I'm going to push to get into the number one spot. I think he probably could have because he had a great takeoff. I think he's going to get some wins this season. That'd be oh. Yeah. No matter I how much I want to so. hate on Darth Alonso, I, I think it would if, be great. if Austin Martin is he as reliable, to. he, he deserves, he deserves to. to. But all that aside, he's got skill. The thing is, right? I don't think that Fernando Alonso has a mode that isn't push and give it the best and be the smartest one on the track. Like when, yeah, it took him about half the race to really warm up. But I think that even during that, I mean, last season, he had more overtakes than anybody else on the grid and he was in a garbage car. You know, mm -hmm. like I really, I mean, he had the worst reliability of anybody on the grid, but he overtook more than anybody else. His default state of being in a Formula One car is to be pushing, to be fighting, to be at the front. That's that's just who he is. Even if he's asking on the team radio who was it that hit him or, or what have you, he's still in the zone. He That's what makes him so special is he's he can kind of compartmentalize that. He's in the zone, but I think that working with an unreliable car mm. for so long might have made it that this first race is not a good indicator of what it's going to be for him because he was wondering, good can point. I rely on this car? And yeah. now that he knows that he can, mm. I think it's not that he wasn't in the zone before. I think that it's more of he didn't know 
if he could be. Mm. And mm. now that he knows that he can be, I'm mm. very interested for the next race. It's a good take, actually. Very interesting. And um, I'm actually like excited to watch that throughout the season because... I mean, I'll admit it. I was one of the people that would just bag on Alonso, like, get out of here, you old man, shaking your fist at the sky. But he has, he's incredible. You know, I was not fortunate enough to be involved in or watching the the sport when he was at his absolute peak. But it feels kind of like he's about to hit another peak right now. And it's exciting. And a lot of the time. I think that's where it hits home for me because I stepped away from watching races for the past few years. Mm. So this whole like rise with Lewis and Hamilton and all that, like I haven't been here for that. Yeah. I got out just as he was beginning his rise and I got a little annoyed with him. <laughs> but like I grew up. He's either you Christian know, Horner. Right. <laughs> I, I, well, I grew up and when I was getting into Formula One was mm. when Fernando was beginning around mm. like 2001, 2002. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. And so for me, it's like, I remember the name. I remember the face. Yeah. Much older face now, but still, <laughs> actually, he looks good for his age. He, uh, you like, know, he really does. But, Crazy. um, but with that, I'm all like, I love to hate on Hamilton because, you know, the way your brother gushes at him and blushes <laughs> a little bit when he says his name. He's just so cute. But yeah, but <laughs> Hamilton aside. He just, makes, he just makes love to the camera every time. Alonzo <laughs> is what still feels nostalgic for me, which only dates him more. And I'm so sorry. That's funny. That's, but that's funny. That's a good one. Yeah. But so I'm, I, I know that he's gotten a bad rep since I've been out of the game. And that he's mm. he's the dark lord and all of that. Mm. But for me, I'm I'm kind of getting that that like re-cheering for him yeah. that I g- had when I, I was younger. I respect that absolutely. I that I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't want to like I. Uh, you have to respect him. You have to respect what he's given and what he's accomplished within the the sphere of Formula One. Um, I think he's really leaned into the whole villain role that he plays, particularly in the last few years. Because what he else finds was there it for amusing. him to do? Yeah, of course, of course. I think, you know? I think if I was in and his shoes, how could shoes, it not be? You right? know, like, yeah. think of it all the memes. It would be so much fun. Yeah, like, like I think the reason why we, you, we, you and I kind of like love to hate the guy is because of how much Formula Dank on Reddit loves him. Touche. And like right. it's, and it's like to the point where it's like, and just the whole concept where he's you know it was McLaren I believe it was McLaren he comes in and he tried to sabotage Lewis's you know did. season <laughs> and Lewis still comes out on top like it was it was a, it's a really interesting story yeah and the way that it kind of encapsulates the 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 the, the um, attitudes of the two drivers in particular yeah and seeing Lewis then this meteoric rise to success and, and fame and, and the absolute pinnacle of the sport. It's got to suck for Fernando and it's got to feel pretty spectacular um, after this past weekend. Yeah. For but him. can we appreciate but. the contrast between the Sith Lord, you know, memes mm. and, uh, and the one that came out last night with the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the Mandalorian and baby Yoda stroll, yeah. you know, he's just cheering. You gotta love it. You yeah. gotta love it. You gotta it's love like it. Like I, I saw like it. You sent it to me this morning. I did. I did. I, d- I lost right. it over that one. That was just amazing. Mandalorian. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Phenomenal. With all that being said, um, <laughs> just before classic, uh, just before we kind of start wrapping up here, I don't think that it matters what Fernando does. I don't think it matters what, um, um, 
um, Aston Martin does, I think that Red Bull has this sewn up. I think that they, not necessarily sandbagging, but whatever they need to do to improve a speed or whatever they need to do to keep their lead ahead of Aston Martin, I think it's entirely, not only within the realm of possibility, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. That's just my gut telling me. I'll take you up on that. Okay. I respect. What are we betting? I don't know. Bragging yeah. rights. <laughs> ketchup, chips, and milk. This, this yeah, yeah. This, uh, ketchup, chips, and milk. <laughs> <laughs> if you're right, I'll never come back here next season. No, you no have to always come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's definitely gonna be interesting, especially you know uh, we are gonna ra- we are gonna start to wrap up wrap up here. But I just want to let everyone know that March 17th through the 19th, um, 17th is practice one. That's the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix at Jeddah, a beautiful location, uh, near, right off the edge of the Red Sea there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's a track that's the fastest track in the grid right now, next to Monza. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a track that you know Red Bull has done well. At. Red Bull's also done poorly at it, and and like Paris has had some bad races, and mm-hmm. and Verstappen has a tough. Quali- it's a tough qualifying track. It won't be one. It, it's one that's it, you have to be very fast, but very technical. And that is as and that is a track and a type of track that Alonso excels at. Mm. So and y- and y- y- yeah. y- if you got a car that's yeah. speed wise, point zero two seven was was the the closest distance off, and I think that was an Aston Martin was a light slightly faster. Mm. So that's a technic that's a technique thing. Um, like you pointed out to me the other day, Marianne, is a technique question, not so much a car question. So I don't know. I think if if they can have a good start, if they can if they if they can get a good qualifying position for the race i think that could be a that's gonna be a fun one it'll be a fun one but it's not gonna matter max is gonna come in p1 red bull takes it i just you know i i hope i'm praying to be proven wrong but i have not seen anything from max verstappen or from red bull that would make me or give me pause in that opinion i think that they've got everything it's a well-oiled machine it's it's the epitome of formula one you know, yeah. is, is the absolute pinnacle. Also, really quickly, I just want to say the worst countries with human rights records have the coolest names. Saudi Arabia, Azerbaijan. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Qatar. Qatar. It's going to be interesting. Amazing. Uh, I can't wait for it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to like wrap it up here. Reese, it was it's so awesome to have you on. Thank you for being Thank you. My, my second guest. Uh, you know, we always talk about F1 all the time. It's so nice to have you like as part of this and just show the passion that we have out here. It's a lot of fun. I yeah, really enjoyed myself. The face of Valley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to come on, especially just for the for the for the rookie pool and the paint pools. Absolutely. Um, as always, reach out to us. Uh, you and across the metaverse, you can always reach out to us at the F World underscore Pod at on Twitter, the F World F World dot Pod at on Instagram, and the F World dot Pod at Gmail dot com. Feels please reach out, follow us, give us a listen, send us your picks for the rookie pool. We'd love to see. You Rookie pool, point spread, who you think is going to take it. Paint Which pool. Paint, paint pool. Be a part of the – give us ideas for for a humiliation for the loser, whoever loses each category. Who knows? And yes, also we need consequences. These consequences. Absolutely. And also give us a follow on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to this and download this on your on your apps and phones, computers, whatever you want to do. Use it on – follow us at – it is just the F world on Spotify. And Rate and five stars and leave very nice comments about me. Yeah, specifically these. <laughs> not not us two. Not, yeah, not don't <laughs> don't leave comments about leave us. Leave comments about yeah. them as well, but nice no, things. But comment, me our first. Co- comment, comment our guests. Comment our guests. Say something nice about me first. So Judge that them silently with exactly. us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, from all of us here at the F World, uh, have a good one. And see you guys. We'll be back more with post uh, 
What's it called? Post Jetta Talk. Yep. Thank you so much.